Welcome to Afi Elizabeth Podcast. This podcast is designed for sports lovers and authenticity. Each episode spotlights an inspiring quote, motivational audio clip to help you reach the life you desire. Also, we will conduct interviews with big name in sports and thought-provoking contributors to sports, culture, news, and faith. Here on Alfie Elizabeth Podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Music, on Spotify. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube and also follow me on Instagram. I'm excited. And if you are, buckle up and get to talking on Alfie Elizabeth Podcast. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Afi, I am on the man. I get it. I'm not going to stop doing this. Like, I'm really not. It's, 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 it's here to stay. And thank you, Martin Lawrence, for such, you know, song. So, yeah, we're on the man and we're here to stay. Welcome back. If you are a new listener, what's up? How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. If you are a returning listener, <laughs> What's up, baby? I hope you're doing well. Today on the podcast, we are actually just chatting. And I have a co-host today, Dang. I've known Dang for such a long time. Sheesh, we go way back. Like me and the boy, we go way back um, since his days at Sinclair Community College. He played basketball for Sinclair Community College. And then he also took his talent to Wilberforce University. And we've been cool ever since. But yeah, we have Dang on the show today. And he will be talking basketball with me. And I'm excited because I haven't spoken to Dang in such a long time. And the fact that he, you know, agreed to do this with your girl. It's exciting enough for me, you know? So yeah, we're about to bring him on here and speak basketball. Not only are we going to have Dang on the show today, we are also going to be talking about his life. We're going to try to keep up with the Dangs, okay? And I have a lot of questions because I haven't talked to him in such a long time. But yeah, before we get started, you know my vibes. If you don't know my vibes, I'm going to introduce you to my vibes. We like to go with, you know, happy vibes. We are all about happiness. We're all about peace. We're all about faith. We're all about God. We're just all about life being, you know, directed by God and we enjoy the process on where he is taking us. So word of the day is happiness. I'm all about happiness. I am taking happiness with me in 2022 because it's the end of the year, baby. And what's what a year has it been to all of us, y'all? Like 2021, 2020, 2019 was cool because I graduated in 2019. So I, I I lived life 2019 and then 2020 came around and boom, things just started to like, you know, go up skyrocketing with COVID, people losing their job, people losing family members. So I know this year is probably tough for some people um, with the fact that you're not able to give your children the Christmas that you wish to give them. And um, I pray that you all, you know, find peace within the storm, happiness within the storm. I feel like Christmas for me this year is all about family. Um, yes, about presents. Yes, I'm happy to give those gifts to them. But at the end of the day, with what COVID, you know, taught me, this pandemic has taught me, I'm just appreciative this year. Like, I'm very grateful. You know, I'm very grateful this year. And it took a lot for me to see, you know, the things around me. Um, but with the pandemic, 
seeing a lot of people losing their job and family members and my family is still healthy. We did get hit with COVID at some point and my mom got hit with COVID even harder and seeing that she was able to, you know, make her way through and hearing, you know, on Facebook how other people's parents weren't able to make it, loved ones lost their, you know, mothers and fathers due to COVID and my mom was able to make it through. It's a blessing, you know, it's a blessing. So yeah, I'm just grateful this year. I'm very grateful for being around family. My gift to myself is my family this year and um, other gifts can come after that, but it's most importantly family this year. So super excited to have Day on the show though. So ladies and gentlemen, lovers of sports, lover of the Afi Elizabeth podcast, let's introduce to you Big Dang. <laughs> Look at you, Mr. Dang. What's Got up? the New York Yankee hat. Listen, one thing about Dang, I will let y'all know, Dang is always fresh. It doesn't matter what Dang has on. He's always fresh. And I respect you for that. Like, you come ready. If you stay yeah. ready, you never have to, you know, get ready. And I appreciate you for that. I'll be trying, yo. What's the, fit, what's the fit of the day? Let me see. You don't, have to, you don't have to stand up. You can just tell me. Well, South Sudan hoodie, which my friend gave me Christmas. I got a red South Sudan. Okay. And just I'm vibing. I actually have a New York Yankees hat. I think I my either my brother took it. Mm. Oh, it's lost. But that's my favorite hat. And I like that hat because it vibes with almost everything you have on. Really? Either down or the lake it, uh not Lakers, LA Dodgers. They're always oh, that there. blue one. Yeah, blue? yeah, that's a vibe too. I like those. I like baseball hats. But you look nice, man. How are you? I'm good. I can't complain. No, can't complain. So, welcome to my podcast, ladies and gentlemen, lovers of sports, lovers of Afi Elizabeth podcast. Today's co-host is Mr. Dang. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Dang, Mr. Basketball, Mr. Fashion. You, you're now in a relationship, right? So I'm going to call you Mr. Loverboy. I like that. That's a vibe. So welcome to the Afri Elizabeth podcast. Actually, before this podcast thing, I already introduced you to my peoples. And um, I don't know if you listen. I don't know if you listen to any of my podcasts. I listened to your first podcast. And then, and then you just fell off after that, right? No, because you said it was like you'll be uploading, what, at least every few weeks or so. Yeah, that's true. Remember, but did you don't even have the notification turned on? That was big. I don't use Spotify. You're not on Apple, though, right? You what? You're, you're not on Apple? I have it on Apple. I just launched Apple. I think when I launched it the first time, yeah, I didn't have it on Apple. But now I'm on Apple, so you got to turn on the Apple apps. So like, okay. at least. Like, I'll at least. That. Man. It's been a minute, but I'll respect my hustle, Dan. <laughs> respect my hustle. No, <laughs> you be guarding. I respect that. Thank you, thank you. But um, yeah, before I start, I always do. Um, I think when I first launched a podcast, mm -hmm. it was it was agree to disagree. But that one is a whole different project. So we're back to Afi Elizabeth podcast. So the first half of the podcast, I normally have like words of the day. I tell my little daytime stories, story time, you know, the YouTuber vibes. And then I go into the definition. So word of the day today was actually happiness. It's not Merry Christmas. It's not Happy Holiday. It's happiness. Okay. 
and I went into the definition of happiness. I'm not even sure if I talked about the definition of happiness, um, which was Webster's definition of happiness was the state of being happy. And it also led me to, you know, the verse of the day, which was those who sow in tears shall reap in shout of joy. Psalms 126 verse five. To me, we cried a lot these two years. Okay. It was a rough year for me. (laughs) So I know my tears, you know, will reap something, you know, with everything that I went through this year personally good things are happening the last few months last few days was actually a pretty good day for me and day and months for me but for me to ask you this question before we get into you know speaking hoops and things that's going on i want to know how has happiness been with you like what how have you been experiencing happiness overall overall i'm gonna say just you know being surrounded by good people and you know people smile around you I feel like it brings happiness, but like as far as like getting through, you know, the whole pandemic, it was kind yeah. of hard. But like you know, just vibing and spending quality time with family and you know, and your so. little bay. Y'all take cute pictures, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did she take your Instagram pictures? Because then you leveled up. No, yeah, she do. No, she bro, that's a keeper. <laughs> Tell her. Tired to come her way. I heard that she moved to um, Houston. Yeah, she did like about a week ago. So. You moving to? Possibly, yeah, uh, by the summertime. So nice. That's a good place for y'all. It's a good place for her too. Blogger City. It's hot. I know she likes fall. I don't know if she's gonna like the weather this year, but she takes good pictures. She she deserves out of Cincinnati. Yeah, she, of- that's a good place. But no, tell her I said hi. Tell her I said hi. But no, congratulations, though. Literally. So talking basketball, because I'm not sure if you've been keeping up with the world of sports this year. Um, I recently started to get back into watching basketball myself. Of course, we went like a whole year without basketball, a whole year without doing anything. So having basketball back for me was like a... Dang, I even forgot like how to like read stats at some points. Yeah. Like it was crazy. So with the basketball exciting news, with I don't know how your feed works because now I switched to a sports page. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to like receive basketball um videos and stuff like that. So with you, how is your feed looking like? in the world of basketball or sports in general? Sports in general, like, mostly, I really only pay attention, like, to NBA, so it's, like, a lot of NBA and college basketball. But college, college, yeah, college basketball hasn't been the same since, I think, I want to say after 2019. I think it's mainly, like, I don't keep up with it like I used to because, like, a lot of, like, the NBA is more exciting. College basketball, you only get exciting doing like March Madness to me. It really does. And I don't blame you for that. It really does. With college basketball for me, I'm trying to charge something. College basketball for me, it hasn't it hasn't been the same. Like I feel like it's cool watching it live, but I yeah. haven't like got that excitement watching it on TV anymore. 
March Madness, of course, I still keep up with my Tar Heels. They got a new coach. So it's like... You're a diehard. <laughs> now I'm a diehard fan, and you know this. You know this. And the thing is, my dad graduated from Duke, so it's like we we don't get along with the conversation of Duke and Tar Heels. But my niece, I got her some Tar Heels fan uh, gears. I'm not sure if you watched on my Instagram. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're trying to get her there. You know, you gotta train them, practice when you're young. <laughs> So hopefully she, you know, she sees what her auntie's doing and she falls in love with the game. She becomes a Tar Heel fan because her dad is an NC State fan. Jesus oh. Christ. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a whole mess. It's a dysfunctional family right now. But um, yeah, college basketball hasn't really been that exciting for me. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been keeping up with it. And I think I t- shifted my focus more into NBA yeah, some people might find that to be like, dude, what? I thought you were like a huge advocate for WNBA, you know, yeah. player basketball. I am. I am. But the thing is, I don't, it's, I support that, like, really hard. Yeah. I support the whole WNBA moves and everything. They still have my support. But I needed to step my foot into a men dominated field, which was the, the, the NBA. So I've been watching a lot of NBA games and I have, it's so bad. Then I have WNBA games. It's I so think bad. That the, the WNBA is on a come up. Like this past they are the best, like as far as rating wise, it's yeah. had a lot of fans, you know, people in tune. And I think it's just going to keep on growing. As long as they add more expansion team, I feel like mm-hmm. more, more people are going to, you know, be more interested in it. And I just think that, like, what NBA is doing and, like, you know, encouraging people to, like, you know, support the WNBA as far as, you know, giving the women opportunity for better pay, you know, better, you know, quality as far as, yeah. like, yeah. pay for a hotel. Or Most just, definitely. Uh, you know, just flight. Because, like, I was hearing stories, like, where they barely get any, like, good hotels where wherever city they go into or like mm. the flights they'll get, they'll get chartered. Not charter, it'll just be like a you know, a normal flight. Like they don't have their own planes. Like it's, it's not just that. It's not just that. I, I really do appreciate the fact that even even during March Madness or during the tournament, like a couple years ago, when they had the whole you saw how you saw how they played them, right? With the, the training room and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was that, that was that was the biggest issue for me. And to see how well they've progressed over time. I, I'm still I'm still kind of hurt about that, but it is what it is. But speaking of exciting news in basketball, because you know I'm all about happiness and stuff. Yeah. Have you noticed that Mr. Trey Young is now is now engaged? Yeah, I just seen that a couple of days ago. Yeah, it's pretty huge. Are you lying to me? Are you lying to me? You I did. Know? I saw it on IG. It was on either it was your story or somebody, but I seen it. You know it had to be my story. Yeah. He got engaged. He got engaged. I was so happy for him. It's something about one, he's an amazing player. And I don't know. I just like the fact that players are some players are, you know, being yeah. Wedding, wedding bands and stuff like that and i hope i hope it kind of 
excited you to do the same. <laughs> uh, at some point, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. We don't know when. Can we? Can we know when or not? Or you want to say? I'm working on it. Working on it. Okay. Okay. You heard it here first. Okay. All right. So as far as wedding bands, not only did Trey Young get engaged, my feed on my Instagram. I'm not sure about yours. ESPN also posted like it was like a jazz. Utah jazz dancer. I thought that was actually pretty oh, yeah, cheesy. Yeah, I, see that. I thought it was cheesy at first, but the more I started watching it, I was like, oh, it's actually cute. It's just, just been wedding season this year. I think December is like a wedding month for everybody. Every year there's always a proposal. But speaking of uh more basketball, because it's all about basketball today. Um, I'm not sure if you know of, of, of this player. I think it is Hansel Emmanuel. Oh, yeah. He's a high school player. Yes. What are your thoughts about him? Because the boy is killing it with one arm. Like, I think it's um, amazing that, it, you know, that he has that ability to do it, you know, with one hand. And yeah. people would find an excuse on not to be able to do something. But for him, you know, like it's his God-given ability you know, to be able to jump and just be able to shoot with one hand. Like, not many people you would see be able to do that. But, like, he has, you know, he can drive both ways, even though he has one hand, you know, like, it's amazing. That you got, if I didn't mention this, Dang is also a, actually, I did, I did. Dang is also a college basketball player. And there's so much that a lot of people don't know about you. Um, well, of course, if they look at your page, you barely post basketball stuff on your page. No, I used to. He used to. Now he's all fashionista and like Mr. Instagram. So that's actually pretty sweet. But he's actually a basketball player and you play for Wilberforce, right? Yeah, I went to Wilberforce, then also went to St. Clair. Yeah. How was that like? How is tell us a little bit about that because I'm very curious because. You went to Wilberforce. I saw that you played for Wilberforce. How was that transition like? It was different. Like, I want to say, you know, coming from St. Clair, like, just the environment was different. So, getting adjusted to HBCU was completely different. But it was definitely, like, you know, it was a lot of good people there. It just kind of, the beginning was, like, I was a little skeptical because I wanted to wait for more opportunities to come. But it's mm-hmm. like, too summer when I got my scholarship to go there yeah it was really pushing for me to come there and I was like you know what I'm just gonna take it what was your last year at Sinclair like Um, knowing that everybody that you played with kind of weren't there anymore it was kind of hard but at the same time like I was one of the oldest players on the team so I had to kind of adjust and be able to you know show the guys the rope like on how you know, the other players as far as, like, you know, AK, Rashad, and them, like, how they play together and stuff, and how we went on that 20, what, 28 and 3 run? That was – Sinclair amazes me sometimes because it's, like, it depends on the players that he select to play for the team that year. But your team seemed like you guys had a great bond, or am I mistaken? Yeah, that first year when you was starting reporter, uh, yeah, and you was, you know, doing the interview and stuff. That team, yeah. like everybody, had you know chemistry as far as on the court. Like 
just the vibe, the road trips, stuff like that. It was fun. You know, still was, keep in contact with some of these boys? Oh, yeah. Who? Yeah, like Manny, Manny AK, and then D'Lo, for the most part, because I'm still here in Dayton, so I see D'Lo here and there. Okay. Okay, so as far as Christmas, what are you doing this Christmas? Well, this Christmas, I'm going to be going to Nashville tomorrow. Yeah. You driving? You love driving to Nashville. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I know it's clo- a little bit close, but sheesh. It's not that far of a drive, to be honest. This is only four and a half hours. People will be thinking it's a long drive, but it's not really. It does seem like a long drive. I think it's because we go through Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Kentucky takes half of maybe like Kentucky takes like takes like three hours of your drive. Yeah. It's going through, through Knoxville. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Because I remember you used to be going every weekend. Going to man, every weekend to Atlanta. How did we pull it off? We just did. <laughs> we just did. I'm surprised you remember that. That's crazy. That was our first class together. I remember you like, yeah, I'm going. Oh, yeah. Yo, yeah. we had classes together. Dang, we we have history, man. Yeah. Like literally. So yeah. NBA news. Okay. NBA news. I'm not gonna keep you on here for long because I know you're a busy man. You got things to do and yeah. you have a life. I'm not trying to like keep you here for like two hours long just talking and talking. <laughs> Because I could do that. I could do that. You know that. So NBA News. NBA has, I don't know about you, but they've been going wild with these 10 days contract. A lot of players are not able to play um, with the NBA health and safety protocols. Um, Lately, they've signed, I know they signed Isaiah Thomas back Mm -hmm. for a 10-day contract. And I think from what I've read, I'm not sure if sources are correct, the ones I read from, um, they extended Isaiah Thomas' um, 10-day contract for the Lakers. And then last, I think it was on Wednesday, they signed Joe Johnson also yeah. and gave him a 10-day contact, contract by the Celtics. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Just going first with the health and health and safety protocols what are your thoughts on that man i think that like if it comes down to it like being bad again i think that the nba should go back into the bubble mm. and then allow fans you know just so they can finish out the season but okay. it seems like they're not gonna go that way because they'll lose a lot of money of course you know it's all about revenue when it comes to the nba but for the most part i think though like players being out for 10 days, you know, it's the opportunity. Like, you know, I say it's, he's been in and out of the league for like the past two, three years. So it's nice to finally see him, you know, get that opportunity to shine. And same with Joe Johnson. Like, I feel like Joe Johnson is just like one of those players that regardless of his age, he always going to be around. The it's dude not- is 40 and he is dropping buckets. Like, he has played. He played, they played uh, the Cavs last, I think it was two days ago. Thursday or Wednesday. No, it was Thursday. The way he played, I think he needs more than a 10-day contract. But this whole, like, the whole thing that the commissioner is doing where he's not trying to, like, cancel any games, stop the NBA from, you know, 
you know, pushed back a little bit because of the whole COVID situation ships that's going on. It has to me, I feel like it has to do with money. Like you said, revenue, like having fans attending the game. America's all about money. No. Nah. So, and that's that's what I started to realize too, is like, you know, when they went into the bubble, they lost so mm-hmm. much money because of that. That, you know, they have to you have to think they have to sell merchandise and stuff like that at the games and and the way these people were showing up on the screen on Zoom, I don't think it was exciting for me to watch. It was like, distracting. It was kind of annoying <laughs> at some point. I'm like, yo, what am I watching? But, you know, for the experience, I guess. So, so if you were the commissioner, what would you do? Shut it um, all down. No NBA. Enjoy Christmas. I would shut it down. I would finish the season out. But no would, fans, like you said, right? Go back to, like, limiting know fans on how many people could enter the arena or make it to where like you know how they had the benches spaced out like nobody mm-hmm. could next to each other kind of like that mm-hmm. and then at least keep the 10 days like quarantine thing but i know i see that they had changed it to six days now yeah and a lot of uh, a lot of superstars are being out for a long period of time and like what NBA is thinking is like a lot of with the you know superstar not being able to be there, like they're losing money as well. Because if you buy a ticket, you want to go see KD play, you don't want to just go see some random play, you don't even know who it is. So, like you said, I think the smartest thing for them is to, I don't know, it's it's COVID had people tripping, bro. Like, I'm not <laughs> even gonna lie, it really does have people tripping. And I know you heard my. Did you listen to, did you listen to the, oh, yeah. Listen to my Kyrie podcast, how, you know, he doesn't want to take the vaccine. And now I guess the Knits are letting him play away games. Yeah. I'm not sure if you read about that. What are your thoughts about that? I think, you know, they, like, it's good for him because he's able to stand up for whatever he believes in. But at the same time, it's going to hurt the team because he's only going to play the away games. On come mm. playoff time, like, you got to think about yeah. it. Like, depending on your seating, you're going to only have three games because if you if you are a top seed, regardless, you only get, what, three games away? Then four yeah. Games home. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be kind of hard because even in New York, like, he won't be to play the New York games, so. Now you can hear the. Can you hear the background? You can hear yeah. him singing. Yeah, ignore that, man. My parents are like doing this whole choir upstairs. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it's a family. Uh, it's a whole together today. It's a there. whole Christmas concert upstairs. Uh, but yeah, so what are your thoughts with Joe Johnson being given a 10 days contract by the Celtics? And then you also have Isaiah Thomas being given a 10 day contract with the Lakers, probably even more. What are your thoughts about that? I think it's good for both of them because uh, I feel like with them both being on a, you know, a younger team, it's going to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being a mentor because, like, the NBA is kind of, like, fading away from having, like, veteran leadership because not that many veterans no more. It's most, like, younger players on the team. 
and there's only what 12, 12 spots on the roster. So you have to make what's you know best for for the team because not many teams are going that route no more. They want to be young, like keep a younger team. So with with the younger team thing, because I know the game has changed over time. You have LeBron James playing with like 20-year-old and he's expecting them to play like LeBron James. And it's it's hard. So do you think with Joe Johnson being the age that he's, you know, he's 40 years old and he's back? And honestly speaking, he hasn't he he's been gone for 19 years. And that's 308 days since he his last game with the Celtics. And that was what February 16, 2002. And that is the longest anyone has ever been kept away from the NBA. Do you think with him being given this 10 day contract, will it? I don't know when it comes to people say basketball will always be basketball, but then again, from the way the game has changed and him playing, how you, how will he still be able to do the Joan Johnson with? the younger players on the floor, if that question is making sense. I think that's like, I'm, you know, the coach is probably not even expecting for him to come and like be a threat right away. I feel like most time when you bring somebody on the team like that, it's just for leadership. But like, he's probably going to play most like 15, 20 minutes a game max. You have to look at, like, the opportunities the younger guys want. And the game is up and down, so it's a faster pace. And with him coming from the big three league, it was much more like a half-court game. So, And Joe Johnson game is more of a slow pace. You know, he likes to take his mm-hmm. time. He's very crafty. So I think that his game will transition if it's like the game slow down. But if it's up and down, he would um, only maybe most would be like 15 minutes a game. So what about Isaiah Thomas? Because he started off really well. And the last game that they played versus the Sun, he was boo-boo, man. Like, I don't know if it's because of the thoughts that he only got 10 days left or maybe more than that by sources be saying that they extended his, you know, contract. But what are your thoughts about him? Because he was terrible. I think it's just more of a consistency thing. Like, what Isaiah Thomas, you know, he's been one of the best players in the league. So it's like some teams you're not going to – some nights you're going to have is going to be off. But for him, he's like working his easy. He's like working his way back. And then also the Lakers, you know, they're not having that chemistry. You know, it's like a whole bunch of issues going on. So I think it's with the coaching and the players too. So, so with the Lakers. Speaking of the Lakers, I have this question where, like, I'm like, I've been battling with people about this right here, and that is, can LeBron James guide the Lakers to a deep playoff run? Um, if you haven't been watching, or if you have been watching, this is. <laughs> one of the worst defensive team in the league with everybody being health. Well, I would say healthy minus AD, but the Lakers have used only 20 players in total this season. When it comes to LeBron James and what LeBron James is known for, can he take the Lakers to a deep playoff run? I think if they get some players before the trade deadline, 
But I, with this team, I don't think he'll be able to do it because the game is completely different. And with the way Lakers was um, picking up players in the offseason, they weren't you know, the Warriors, the Phoenix Suns. So, like, those teams, they're going to – they can outshoot the Lakers regardless. Lakers, they just don't have shooters and defensive players, like people that can like get stopped. So. And I feel I feel bad for LeBron James at the same time because he actually did a really good. He had a game. He had a good game last game versus Suns, and he for his 19 years in the NBA, nobody would. I didn't expect him to have a, a game like that, and I'm not a LeBron fan, but I'm gonna give him his roses when he deserves it. But at the same time, it's like I feel like it's not the same anymore, like you said, you know. At this point, you have the last game. I'm not sure if you did your homework. Dang, the last game, Russell Westbrook had too many turnovers. And his turnovers were not just like, you know, here. Then. It was the same type of turnovers. Like It was driving me insane. And then you had huh? – Having the ball the entire game, so it's like you know, the ball for like thirty plus minutes a game. Like you're gonna, yeah. have but he makes up for it on the other end. It's just up to the players that's on his team to be able to, you know, contribute at least make something happen on the floor. I mean, it's it's, it's the same with Russell. Russell, you saw how he was having so many turnovers beginning the season, but like. With him, he plays so fast. Sometimes he can't control himself to like be able to help his teammate out. So he just goes like a thousand miles per hour. A thousand miles of it's it's been one of those rocky years for there's I think they're sixteen and sixteen this year, mm-hmm. and a lot of arguments from the Lakers fan. They're they're you know trying to bash my team because I'm a Denver fan. But looks like the Denver's record is a lot better than Lakers. So you can't really speak on that. But yeah. at the same time, Jamal Murray. So <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. So the Golden State Warriors, they are becoming one of from Austin Rivers. I'm not sure if you watched his um his little post. He said, yeah, "Golden State definitely looks very solid right now. I hate to see it. I don't like it at one bit. I'm tired of that team. They look really good." They do. They look pretty good. They got a loaded team too. They got like, they got a good mix of young talent, good vets, good signs. They got good, they signed some good, good sleepers on their team. They picked up good guys that nobody was really talking about over the past couple years that can hoop. Like Otto Porter's a good pickup. Wiggins was a great pickup. Even though, keep it a buck, a lot of y'all Warriors fans were off Wiggins. A lot of y'all was off him when he first signed with the Warriors. Keep it 100. Last year, y'all was talking about trade him, this and that. Now everybody's talking all highly about him. Come on now. And he's been like that. He's always Be real. He's tired of that team. And I feel like everybody in, in the NBA is tired of the, of the Warriors right now because they are showing to be, you know, a team that you can't really – Especially Stephen Curry, you can't really, you know, say much about them because the Warriors is performing like the Warriors. So they play the Grizzlies and the Warriors didn't have the easiest task on Thursday. 
And as they tried to beat Memphis, it was a team that seems to have their numbers without Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Pohl and also Lee being part of the rosters who had entered the league's health and safety protocols. What are your thoughts about like a deep team, you know, like no matter what, whoever goes down, they always find a way to win. And it's just, you know, you got to give props to the coach, like Steve Kerr, you know, he can really coach and he knows how to make players better and know how to, how to play their role. So that's why, that's what you, you know, that's why, that's how they were able to get to the finals so many times. And not many teams have that capability. Mm -hmm. But the last 48 minutes that they, um, they played versus the Grizzlies, um, they led the team. They actually won the game uh, with number 26 tied with the Phoenix Suns. And for the league, um, league lead. And as a dub nation, they swept it away with 113 and 104 score. So what I want to do with you today is I actually want to grade the roster, the, the, the five players that are on the court. I'm not sure if you watched it, but I want to, I want you to grade these players because Draymond Green played 34 minutes. He scored eight points, five rebounds, nine assists, two steals, three blocks, five turnovers, four fouls. And he was four for eight shooting, zero for three, zero, yeah, zero for three, three points. And he led, he leads a team in assists. So what would you grade Draymond Green with his performance versus the Grizzlies? I'll give him a B plus because whatever he don't, like whatever he don't, it don't show on the stats, you know, he's going to show it on the court because Draymond Green is one of those players you need because he's going to be able to defend the big man, the guard, or whoever. Mm-hmm. And players are like him. So I think whatever you don't see on the stat, even if he scores eight points and like a nine assists, nine rebound or whatever, it shows, it don't, it doesn't show on the stats, stats book. So, but, so with, I don't know. I feel like, Draymond for me you can't re- you can't really say he's like the worst you can't say that because he's actually when when he's green he's green and I will give him I'll give him a B not a B plus not a B minus just a B um, he did perform really well um, and he has a little cute son that's been working with the team and passing out oh know, yeah I've seen that other it's the cutest, so he definitely would get a B for me. So as far as Otto Porter Jr., um, he played 30 minutes, eight points, nine rebounds, three assists. He had one steal, three blocks. Don't ask me how I know these things. It's called research, <laughs> but um, two for two for four with the threes. And he was everywhere, flying into the lane to you know rebounds, blocks shots swinging the balls to the open man and making shots from left to right and and he was also making open shots so what are your ratings for dude i would say a b because he knows his role so like as long as he's out there making shots hitting open shots mm-hmm. like he done his part and then defending of course that's what the words are known for so i'll give him a b 
I'll give him a C. I don't know. I, I haven't. I haven't really like sat down and like studied the guy. Like, he's known for you know. He's a wizard. He does. Yeah. I mean, I'll give him a C for someone who does journalism. I should sit down and actually study the guy. But this year he's been he's been doing his job with you know everything that the Warriors been giving him job wise. He has been taking you know open shots, and from the game last night. He was everywhere. I'll give him that. He really was everywhere. So I guess because of last night, because we're rating last night's game, I'll give him a B instead of a C. I'll be nice. I'll be nice. So wait, Kayvon, is it Kevin? Looney. Oh, Kayvon Looney. Kayvon Looney. Okay. He played 18 minutes. He has six points, five rebounds, six. Yeah, five rebounds, two assists, one block, one turnover. Five fouls, three for four shooting, and Looney was solid in this game. I believe um, he had uh, he was banging bodies with the larger Steve Adams and matching Adams rebounds total in few minutes. And I think he played a big he played a bigger size than his size, and the Warriors needed that against the physical Memphis. And um, having five fouls is rough, but everything else was good for me. I'll yeah. give him a B plus, just because he did his thing on that on paint. So, what about you, John? So I I would agree with a B plus, and then you know with him having five fouls, you know it's of course you don't have five fouls if you're a big man. It's kind of hard to stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, especially if you're you know bodies with Steve Adams that's so with Stephen Curry you know the dude like he basically he made history and I'm proud of him Um, if I was to say I'm a Golden State fan I'll be lying to myself but um, I've been watching Stephen play for since he was drafted. And the funny thing is, I, I've been watching Stephen play since he was Stephen Curry now. And people are now seeing him as Stephen Curry now. But they don't know the Stephen Curry that was Stephen Curry before he hit the spotlight of being the best shooter in the NBA. He's always been the best shooter in the NBA, just to say this. But Stephen Curry played 37 minutes and he had 46 points. Yeah, I think. Four rebounds, four assists, two steals, three turnovers, one foul. He was 13 for 22 shootings, four for 14 threes, 12 for 12 free throws, 15. I don't know, man. Like, if you're wondering if 46 points on 84% point three shooting is good, it is. It is terrific. And he did his thing. And so it's good to see him to have these type of, you know, stop what you're doing and get on the TV immediately performance. And I like the fact that at the end of the game he like blew the crowd a little kiss that was that was cute and it it was it was just one of those things where to me i would say stefan deserves a a plus because he's stefan curry and he did break the record of shooting the most threes he broke who was it reggie miller's Uh, ray allen ray allen's record and 
my thing for that, I want to hear your opinion on Stephen Curry and his performance last night. I think that, you know, that, sh- that goes to show that he's definitely should win the MVP. Like, anytime you go for 40 every night, almost every night, mm-hmm. I- you know, I feel like he's going to end up winning the scoring title. Also, he's going to end up winning the MVP because him and Kevin Durant are like neck and neck. And I just think, you know, it's one of the, you know, it's like, once a lifetime type players, because there's not that many players that comes around that be able to drop those type of numbers. But and then the system that he's in, it allows him to do do that every night. You know, man, his practice in general. I heard, I heard his trainer. His trainer says something about he makes so many shots to the point where, like, now his uh, misses are if it hits the rim in a way, or if he does like a toilet bowl shot, it counts as miss. I don't know, like he's like, he's a robot man. And and I really do wish, I feel like out of three people, if I wanted to watch three people in the NBA, it would be, of course, Melo was one of them and he's still one of them. And I have Curry and I had Kobe on the list. Those are the three people that I would love to watch in person. Some people would be like, you know, why not LeBron? Because I don't like LeBron like that. <laughs> LeBron is cool. LeBron is cool. He's a great player. I'll give him his flowers. But it's gonna be over. With. I don't feel like the NBA will be different. But I think if he once, leaves, like once he retired, like it's not like yeah. Once Kobe retired, the end of the league got in the league. It was different. I'm like, wow, I can't even watch basketball like I used to. Man, Kobe changed the whole entire game. I don't think I stuck my eyes. My eyes were on the TV anymore after Kobe left. Mm. Like, I've been, honestly speaking, I haven't been, like, sitting down and, like, watching a whole NBA play uh, game. I've just been watching highlights lately and yeah. reading and seeing what's what's problematic on the screen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it is true. I feel like once James retires as well the game would definitely change because nowadays in my opinion it's some software it's a good hand though it's a lot of young talent in the NBA that's gonna take over but over time you're not gonna have somebody like James to be able to go to the finals eight times in a row like not many people can say they did take the only person they get compared to is Jordan but you know how people always have that (laughs) That battle, like you, he lost four times, so it's like they tried to discredit, you know. The game in in general, though, is I feel for me, I feel like it's becoming a bit too soft. Like the rules are changing, guys. You what? I said not this, not this season though, because I feel like the NBA has went back to where they're not gonna call no soft calls anymore. Like people Mm -hmm. jump and calling that a foul or you know the James Harden rule where he usually wraps his hand around you and just yeah. try to foul call I think that the NBA has learned from that and the reason why they had to do that is because of the FIBA when Team USA had almost lost I think they had lost to somebody no they lost to Nigeria and then they lost to another European team and everybody else was panicking it was like oh yeah you see that NBA is much more softer than like the Europe League because Europe they play physical and they really do. 
you're forgets that it's basketball not soccer it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> it's crazy so gary payton mm. uh, the second he played 33 minutes uh he had 22 points two rebounds one assist one block three fouls nine for 16 shooting four for seven um threes zero for two free throws and um gary was actually was called to start for pole 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 yeah out and he did his best impression of, of jp which was really sweet and not only was paying this team's second leading scorer but he was the only warrior other than stephen curry to to hit the double digits and he did so with his best scoring performance of the year so um defensive wise defense wise um i feel like his defense was also really nice um he only needs to be able to make a few open jumpers which i think when i'm looking at his stats he played good he just needs to make a few a few of his shots and right now he's doing that but he's doing a lot more than what i expected him to do and i'm really big on free throws i feel like there's no way you should not make your free throws you know like wise though that's the thing like i understand him missing two free throws but like if he scored what well, he's nine for nine for 16 mm-hmm. i think efficient you know like that, that shows that you're being productive out there and you only took 16 shots to get 19 points yeah but to me free throws are big though free throws are big like i i like nobody's guarding you dang like why are you missing free throws for it i understand sometimes if you don't go to the line that often it kind of messes with you like when you go to the line you'd be surprised you'd be like oh how did i you know how did i miss or something i'll get i'll give him a, a b minus what are you gonna give him it's, you got to check his percentage out too. Like maybe he's not even shooting. That's true. That's yeah. very true. But because he's doing a lot more than what I what he did on that floor, he did a lot more than what I expected him to do. You'll get a B minus um, because he missed a free throw. That's what the minus is for. I think free throws, whether you're a shooter or not, ain't nobody guarding you. That's that's just my preference. I I'm a free throw person. But Jonathan, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that. Even though he's Congolese, I'm Congolese. He's representing the country, you know, two, four, three, all the way. But he played 11 minutes. He is the new draft. He's a rookie for the Warriors. He played 11 minutes, six points, two rebounds, one turn- turnovers, uh, one foul, two for four shooting, and two for three. Um, I have to give um, Coach Kerr a lot of, you know, credits for how he's handling the new rookie. Um, the fact that he's making sure that he gets a bit of a run in most of the games and not leaving him out for long enough where it might, I don't know, like he's he's quite helpful. And also he's, the coach is also utilizing him very well. And of course, he will get better, in my opinion. It just you just gotta give him time. But the fact that 
just averaging six points and you're playing for the Golden State Warriors, that's okay for me. Um, I'm not yeah. sure about you. I think it's, it's this, this talent shows, but it's just like, if you have a team like that, your know, minutes are going to be down, but he's young. And I think the Warriors, they're doing what they're doing is, you know, they're developing him. Of course, they send him down to the G League to get some more opportunity. But as far as like him being able to play, like come playoff time, it'll be even more, like less. Yeah. Um, he's, he has his, he's talented. Um, honestly, I wasn't expecting for him to touch the ball playing for the Warriors at all, to be honest with you. I thought they were going to do the same thing they did to Stephen Curry's uh, <laughs> brother-in-law, which was kick him to the G League. And then whenever he, you know, developed well enough to play for the Warriors, because that team in general, you have to, like, get your ish together in order for <laughs> you to even play on the same floor with Stephen Curry. Yeah. And, I, like you said... What they did... Last year with Clay being out, they really did a good job between their players because they you know he to get younger, going to Clay and Steph and Draymond, they get older, like they're gonna need some new players and stuff. But and then they have to utilize them because once um once like they start scoring and they become like, you know, good players in the league, they can mm-hmm. like be able to values, you know, like Bring, bring better plays in. So what they're doing is going. They're in the right direction. They are. Golden State right now. They are what the record is. Twenty six and six. Six, yeah. Doing pretty dang good. If anything, I think the world will end whenever LeBron decides to go to Golden State. Nah. <laughs> I really did think the world's gonna end by that time because he went to the Lakers, you know, hoping for the best and they're they're boo-boo right now. I had a friend tell me to stop using that word, but they really are boo-boo right now. And I'll be I'll be I'll be like, Jesus, take me now if he decides to get traded and go to the Golden State Warriors. Go back to Cleveland after after he's done with the Lakers, just to retire. You think so? I was you saying think that. I was telling that to somebody earlier that, you know, he he's done so much for Cleveland that he has to have, you know, one last season with them because, you know, that's the team that drafted him. You think he's you think so he's much. you think he's gonna do what look what Kobe did, you know, put two jerseys up, twenty three six. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. Especially with my like he's gonna have to have his jersey retired in Miami. Cleveland, LA. Man, he's been all over, bro. Like, (laughs) he's been all over. I'll give him his flowers, though. Like, I don't know. I I still don't understand the whole jersey number changing till this day. Um, Kobe started that, and it's just been a LeBron thing afterwards. But for you to say that he might go back and retire in Cleveland, I don't know. I feel like he might not. I feel like he won't, but then again, you can't tell what LeBron James will do next. Maybe he might want to, you know, go to Golden State and play for them and win another championship just so he can be like, I did it, you know? But to each his own, to each his own. 
Well, he's already proven enough. He don't need to prove anything else. Like, as far as winning, beating the Warriors, coming back mm-hmm. from pre- I feel like that, you know, solidifies his legacy right there. Because not many people believe in, like, them beating them, beating the Warriors. Dane, the way you're talking about Braun, are you a Braun fan? Of course. That's, that's exactly why. Exactly. That shows it all, man. That shows it all. Like, you don't even have to say anything anymore. Because you've been steady. You've been Braun. Listen, I don't care what you're saying. Come this is now. how I feel. Whether you like it or not, I'm staying by my Braun. How'd you, how, how would you feel if he does make his move to Golden State? No, I doubt it. I feel like that's going, like, out of your way to, like, you don't that's have anything else. Move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely no, because, you know, that's their rival. And then he, him beating the Warriors and then going to the Warriors, it's, like, completely the opposite. It could be so possible. Anything is possible, LeBron James. So Christmas games. We have... Uh, a lot going on. So, which game are you going to watch? Of course, I know you're going to watch the Lakers game because you're a LeBron fan. Makes sense. Um, so, we have Atlanta, which is the Hawks. Um, the record is 15 and 4. And they'll be playing in New York versus New York Knicks. And their record is 14 and 18. I don't know. What's your prediction for that game? I would love to hear. I think the Knicks are going to win that. You think so? Home and it's Christmas game. I feel like you know the players will be amped up, and they have. You seen Kemba Walker? What he's been doing lately? He was in the bench, but now he's been balling. So I got the Knicks winning that game. What's your score prediction? Okay, I want to say one ten to like one oh one. Well, you think it's going to be at least around that area? Yeah. Okay. And my prediction when it comes to the score, I would say it's going to be 116 to 84. Now, I can't see the Knicks losing like that, though. <laughs> Our next game is they have Boston Celtics. Six, their record is 16 and 16 at Milwaukee. And the Milwaukee Bucks the record is actually twenty-one and thirteen. This game will be at two thirty. So what's what's up with that one? That game, I think it will be the Celtics. Cause I don't know if Giannis is back yet. No, Giannis didn't play last game. So I think you know it's gonna take him a while to get back adjusted. But I think that the but uh, the Celtics younger talent are gonna be way better than the Bucks. You think so? I mean, yeah, you, you're right. Giannis it does carry the team on his back, so it's going to be hard since he's a big man. My prediction for this one would definitely be... I would like to see Joe Johnson perform and do Joe Johnson's... Joe Johnson Johnson stuff. Mm-hmm. I will go for... I'm sorry, I'm going to go for... This is tough. I'm going to go for Milwaukee on this one. I'm not going to lie. They've been on a roll lately, but I think the Celtics has been on a roll too, so I can't see them losing that game. I think you think so? Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. knowing how long Giannis has been out is just that 
he's got to get his footing back and it's just gonna take a while because he's been out protocol the games are 2 30 so uh we'll, we'll see about that game and then you have golden state the record is 26 and 6 at the at phoenix um the phoenix record is 26 and 5 and this game will be at 5 p.m this one is easy i'm actually no it's not because phoenix is actually doing well for themselves and golden state is also doing well for themselves but i like i like my boy cp3 and i also like stephen curry but at the same time i'm gonna let you go first I want to say the Warriors, but then the Warriors, because I feel like Steph is going to go for fifty, and everybody else is going to play their role. Like (laughs) everybody else, just going to play their role. Like you know, Draymond will do what Draymond do, and all the bench players would you know contribute. But I think as far as like somebody guarding, Mm. be a good matchup with him and CP. But I just think Curry loves those big games. So. Mm. Uh, speaking of the Golden State Warriors, I know Steve Curry um, also mentioned that he uh, mentioned that he doesn't like the the fact that they are playing back to back games, away games on Christmas, and he thinks that no team should ever play back to back away games. On Christmas, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think like for the long run, it's kind of hard on the players because too much travel. But I just think you know, as a business, as far as NBA, they want to bring in as much revenue as possible because if you know you're in a city where it's close by to the next city. And then we have Brooklyn Nuts at Lakers. And they're playing at LA. They're playing at the Los Angeles Lakers um, court. And um, <laughs> that's a showing for the new arena, too. For the yeah. Yeah. Their record, Brooklyn's record, is 21 and 9. And you have the Lakers. <laughs> Their Laker record is 16 and 17. So, Mr. LeBron fan, what, what, what would you predict this game to be like? Um, I know that KD and uh, Kyrie, well, Kyrie might be playing, but I don't know he's coming back. But I think no. that. Go back. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think the Lakers might be able to find some sort of energy since they lost to San Antonio. I just know that they're probably tired of losing. Man, man tired of losing is uh, it's not even a word. I think they're sick of the whole team. In my opinion, they should throw the whole team away. They throw away the whole team at this point, to be honest with you. Um, I know that the Brooklyn Nets, almost their whole entire starting five didn't play. Um, and because of the health and safety protocols but going into this game i'm gonna get brooklyn on this one because lakers are boo-boo they've been boo-boo for the past few days i'm sorry they are they're having a rough 
rough time right now. I just think they'll have to make some move for the Keep Austin. making excuses, dang, for this team. Just oh, keep okay. making excuses. Just That's keep it. making excuses. They are boo-boo. Accept it. They're, they're, they're not playing well, but I think that they'll have to make some uh, adjustment before the All-Star break. If they really want to make it to the playoff, like the West this year, I want to say from the, from the fifth seed to like the eighth seed, everybody else's record is like below 500 or like not even like really good. The East is doing much better. So uh, I think that the Western Conference Finals is down this year. So. Mm. What's your prediction though? What's the score? Now, who's going to have the better game if KD does play tonight? I want to say Bron will have the better game, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the score will probably be. Um, I want to say 107 to like 101 again. That close of a game. It'll be a close game. I think it'll be a close game. Hmm. I doubt it. I'll say probably. I'm a. I'm gonna have to say, it'll probably be one sixteen and one hundred one. We'll see. We we'll have to see. I think tell you that. So the next, the next game that will be approaching will be the Dallas Mavericks, and their their record is fifteen and sixteen, and they'll be playing at Utah. Um, their record is 22 and 9. And this game will be the last game for the night. And that game will be at 10.30 p.m. Let me know what you think about this game. Because surprisingly, Utah record is actually pretty well this season. I think the Utah got this game because Luca's out, of course. And Posinga's out. And so it's an easy win for Utah. And... Mitchell had like 30 some yesterday, so I think, I think so too. Be- this is actually this is the only one that me and you gonna agree on. And um I'm going for Utah on this one. Of course, my oh. prediction would definitely be a blowout. I think so. By twenty thirty. Yeah, I'll say huh? thirty points by twenty by thirty points at least. Okay. I say closer to twenty. Really, I think this one. I'm not even gonna watch this game because a, I already know the what's gonna happen. So I'm just gonna turn off my TV and hope for the best tomorrow. And I know I'm gonna be right by the time I wake up in the morning. It's gonna be a blowout for sure. It's definitely gonna be a blowout, in my opinion. But to each his own. So dang, I know that you have to go. Um, it's Christmas Eve, you gotta get ready to head out, hopefully see your family. And the last segment um, that I want to do with you, you already know the vibes, and that is sneakers. I'm a big sneaker fan and you dress like a freaking model already. <laughs> right. You're you're always prepared everywhere you go. So this segment is called Sneakers on My Feet. It's actually inspired by two songs. There's a song by Mac Miller, it's called Nike's on My Feet. And there's another song called Vans on My Feet. I don't know if you heard of Vans on My Feet, but it looks like sneakers. 
it's just like nike's on my feet why everybody looks the same every time i tell them about the song <laughs> i think i've heard it before but i just don't remember where. i know the band my feet came on came out in 2010 i think yeah okay and then a year after that mac miller r.i.p he had nikes on my feet I don't know, man. You need to get get ready and get your music history going because everybody always have that same facial expression every time I tell them about the song. Like, right. <laughs> Ten years ago is long, but I think it's not um, like I keep up with the trend and stuff, but it's been a while. It's okay because you are a man of style. You know, there's a difference between style, fashion, and drip, and I and I feel you on that. So. This segment is basically me asking you your five sneakers, your five go-to sneakers, and why do you vibe with these five go-to sneakers? Okay. I want to say Air Max, like Air Max 98. Okay. It's the comfortability, and there's so many different colorways. And yeah. you can either in the wintertime or even in summertime with shorts or whatever. There's always ways you can style it on your own. Okay. What's your second one? My second one, I want to say Jordan, Jordan ones, the high top. The retros? Yeah, the retros. Those are also my, one of my favorite because there's so many ways you can style that too. And like the low tops? You're a high top person? Like I like the low top, but it's not for me though. I don't know. Yeah, so I like the high top because the high top always looks better with jeans and other things like that. So that's true. I find it very disrespectful when people buy the low top retros. I don't know. It's just to me, it's not. It's not a thing. Like Jordan ones for me, you got to get the high top, either the high or the mid. Yeah, the lows. Mid, I can. I don't know. You can get away with mids, but the mids, instead of mids, depend on the colorway when it comes to mids. That's cool. That's true. What about three? Three, I want to say Air Max, not Air Max, no. Air Force, like Air Force One. The lows or the high? The lows. I can't do that. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Even though I have a high, but I feel like it's more classy with the low, you know? The all white Air Force, like you can't beat that. I feel like that was a lot of stuff. People don't understand that. Like, and you gotta have more than one. So when it comes to having Air Force, Nelly once said, "Once you scruff them, it messes your whole day." I am a living testimony on that one. I had I had a lady at the airport step on my freaking air forces man i almost went off and i forgot who i was for a minute i was like we don't do this in public somebody just let it go but that whole entire tsa line i was looking at my shoes like she stepped on my air forces (laughs) but what's your fourth i want to say the kobe i say kobe nine what do you think about the, the, the Grinch color? Oh, yeah, the Grinch one, that's also a good one. But I never, like, I don't know. It's just too bright for me. Yeah. I want, like, something with, like, a more common color. 
like that, you would just have to pay attention to my shoes the whole time if I'm out there to record. So I like something calm. So do you do you hoop with the Kobe's or you use it also as a my fit? Nah, I got to hoop with Kobe's. I can't. I don't know. I've never understood why people wear Kobe's all over. Exactly, man. You feel me. <laughs> Me. I had I had a a friend who wears Kobe's as his dress up. You know, I'm like, you can't wear LeBron's and Kobe's, and those are hooping shoes, bro. Like you messing up the whole entire. But then again, he was a white boy, so I don't understand. Back in 2013 or 12, that was a trend where everybody else was wearing like hooping shoes, like with dress, like dressing up like they're going out somewhere, but. I can see Jordan because Jordan over time, you know, like people found ways to style Jordan. Like the Air Force, not the Air Force, the uh, Air Jordan ones. Mm-hmm. Those are, you know, style any, any way you want. So. And plus, hooping shoes. They're, I don't know. I, Jordans to me, I don't really see them as hooping shoes because I, I, I almost twisted my ankles in one of them. So I was like, <laughs> not happening, bro. Not happening. What's your last? Say vans. Vans on my feet and it look like sneakers. That's a vibe. <laughs> what kind? Say the classic, like the black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like you can just wear it, you know, anytime. Like if you have a calm fit, you can wear it with like sweats. You can wear it jeans. Yep. I like I like the classic. I've been trying to get my hands on the. Oh, and Converse. I want to add Converse in there. Converse. Yeah. What kind? I gotta hear this one. What kind? Because Converse has been shooting out new different styles every month now. It's crazy. What kind? I want to say the white and it has like the blue, blue and red line underneath. I think I think I know what you're talking about because I, I was at the Converse Converse story last night so i think i know what you're talking about yeah it's the I low like, top. i like which go ahead the low top so like the one that's cut yeah i think i know what you're talking about i got i think i have three actually i have four pairs oh my gosh look at me i got four pairs of converse i'm not into colors anymore when it comes to my feet i feel like the blue one that i have i might end up selling it just because or I might be one of those people who just collect shoes so they can just be like oh you're a sneakerhead but <laughs> but I have the light blue one it's becoming not my favorite I have a tan converse yeah I've seeing your kick there it's crazy though yeah thanks I've been trying it's crazy because I fell off so I'm trying to get back into it I have the the light blue one I have that one is actually my Tar Heels one and I have yeah, I have the the tan, which I don't know why I bought that one for. And then I have the typical all white. That's the summer kick, you know. You gotta bring out the high top, the white one, the crispy white one. When summer hits, spring hits, that's when that comes out. Cause I'll be damned if I wear that in the snow. <laughs> and then I have the black, the the classic black and white. I recently brought bought the beige my story converse i haven't wore that as much but that's like the off-white type of vibe um so far i want to get the i'm not sure if you know this one the gong the gasson one with the heart on it 
Oh yeah, I've never seen the flat where they sell these. Like I always see people having, but it's online. It's online. I think that one is kind of like how I'm not sure if you know this, but Stan Smith wasn't in stores in the U.S. before they started selling it in the U.S. not too long ago. So I think it's that's what's happening with that. They sell it overseas in stores, but I think that one is so special. It's a French brand. So you have to like buy it online. But every time I look for my size, they always sell out. And the US is late on fashion. And I already told you, you dress like a European guy. So it's like, you good. You, you've been, you, you foreign anyway. So foreign oh, yeah. people got it like that. <laughs> but, uh, huh? It starts from a young age. So they're just growing. It does. It does. It really does. But your sneaks, I, I like I like your little roster you got going on. I really I'm to you. Back up, but it's getting back up there. Yours is yours is a classic grown man roster. You don't have no crazy colors. You don't look like a twelve year old when you wear your Jordans. You don't have the twelve. That's my least favorite Jordans, twelve. And then you have the grapes. Oh gosh, that's just. Mm-hmm. Like that. You got the classic shoes, and I applaud you for that, man. I really do. I really do. But thank you so much, Dane, for coming on. I really appreciate you for coming on. Um, I'm actually going to get you back on here, and we're going to talk about Dane's life, because I'm very curious now with the fact that you used to play for St. Clair and then you went to Wibble Forest, and now I see you hoop every once in a while on your timeline. So I'm very curious to get you back in, and we're going to – get to know who dang is outside of what we talked about so thank you so much yeah hopefully what we talked about made sense because sometimes i'd be talking and it'd be nah. making no sense no nah, you be knowing how to talk about hoops so that's good like just keep going and you know i know you're very passionate and stuff especially ambition when it comes to like your broadcast so passionate is not even the word like it's hard not to be biased sometimes when you speak (laughs) you can't be but thank you thank you so much thank you so much and um i'm hoping after this whole pandemic thing it becomes an in-person thing where i'm able to like you know talk to players and stuff but um yeah i wish you the best have a safe trip to tennessee and um merry christmas happy new years and hopefully we get you back on the show and also you got to follow my journalism page because i don't be posting on my fashion page like that. Yeah, I would, but I'll, I'll definitely get on there yeah for sure all right dang everybody thank you for coming on and have a wonderful day man uh you too appreciate it Afi. all right yo thank you so much for tuning in if you made it to this end well, what if you made it to this far of the podcast make sure you subscribe share it i never do a closure every time i end an interview and i realize that i should so definitely do that and um i would love to hear your feedback your comments if you have any athletes that you think are you know show worthy because not everybody gets on the athlete podcast right i'm gonna be real and say that Make sure you let me know. Um, shoot me a message and I will slide in the DMs in the most respectful way. 
and we're going to see what we can do to get them on the show. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful and amazing holiday on I Feel Elizabeth Podcast. Peace.